everyone. Welcome to this podcast. My name is Ben Davion, and I am a senior at Butler University, and I'm also a Center of Faith and Vocation Scholar here. What that means is each semester during my time at college, I have spent time looking at what it means to be a member of the faith community on Butler's campus. And one cool thing that I've gotten to do is interact with people from different religions, different faith backgrounds in a lot of unique settings and having conversations with them. And as I look to finish up my time at Butler, I figured that a great way to wrap up things that I've learned and things that I've experienced would be by creating a podcast. So this podcast's goal is really to reflect and summarize and further think about what it looks like to be um, a person of faith in a multi-faith world. So this podcast is going to be a series of a few episodes thinking about different aspects of my life on campus specifically related to faith. I figured a great place to start would be by thinking about my time with the Center of Faith and Vocation and what it looks, what it has looked like to be a CFV scholar. And the best way that I thought to do this would actually be to be talking with Dante Macaluso, who is a good friend of mine and who I've gotten to spend a lot of time working with in the, C, in the CFV, doing a lot of events together, having a lot of great conversations with one another. And so this podcast is really our reflection together and summing up what we've learned during our time at Butler. So joining us today, we have Dante Macaluso, who was a Center of Faith Vocation scholar with me during his time at Butler and just recently graduated. So we got to spend a lot of time together at Butler doing different things with the CFV and in interfaith and even just conversation together about God and about faith. So I'll let him introduce a little bit more of himself and where he, um, when he graduated and all of his journey at Butler, just a short, brief little overview of himself. So Dante, welcome. Sure. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, Ben. I appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, I'm Dante. I, I graduated from Butler in December of 2020. Um, I double majored in sports media and Spanish with a minor in marketing. Um, and since then, I have moved back home to St. Charles, Illinois, which is a uh, suburb of Chicago. And I've just been looking for full-time work in the sports industry, um, you know, whatever that may mean. So I've just been in the job search since then, really, and uh, making some money and doing part-time jobs uh, in the meantime. But uh, that's where I'm at now. And then, yeah, like, like Ben said, I was a uh, Center for Faith and Vocation scholar uh, in the same class as Ben, um, and uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm at now. Yeah, awesome, cool. Yeah, so I'd love just jumping in right away to hear a little bit more about even your own faith spiritual journey at Butler, um, what that looked like, how you grew, things that were challenging, just a little bit more of what your time at Butler those three and a half years were like in terms of your own personal faith? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I, I was born and raised Catholic, Roman Catholic. Uh, and I, I guess I, I started 
very much like most uh, cradle Catholics start out, which is, you know, your, your parents are like making a lot of the decisions and obviously choosing to baptize me when I was a baby and then kind of putting me through uh, the different sacraments when I was a, when I was a child. Um, and then, you know, that kind of went through that transition, uh, I think in, I guess, middle school of uh, confirmation, which was my opportunity to kind of choose it for myself. And so I was confirmed. Um, and then, you know, in, in high school, I was um, kind of went through the motions a little bit. And it was like, I mean, I, I knew that these were, I knew the things I had to do and I did them. Um, and I, you know, I, I prayed occasionally, um, but I didn't like take it super seriously or think about it that much outside of mass or outside of like the occasional youth group meeting. Um, but then the things kind of changed when I met my current girlfriend, uh, where um, are going on almost four years dating, but when I had first um, kind of gotten to know her uh, at the very end of my senior year of high school, uh, when we like started dating, she kind of changed things around for me in terms of my faith. Uh, she helped me to to see what it really is all about and why I should be taking it seriously and and taking ownership of my faith and making it something worthwhile. Um, and so I uh, yeah, through kind of hearing her story and, um, seeing her example, I was just like, with the, I guess without going into too much detail, that's a whole other story. Um, but, uh, yeah, she, she motivated me to like really start taking it seriously. And, um, so that kind of transitioned me into college into Butler where I had met this girl who I like really, really liked. And then we had to separate and go to our separate schools. Um, I was in Indianapolis, she was in St. Louis. And so we, we were like, okay, we're going to date and we're going to make this work long distance. And so that was really hard when I got to Butler at first. Um, that just that, that separation when we had like, just felt like we were just getting started. Um, and so I definitely relied on my faith a lot, um, through that. And, um, I, I met some really great uh, Catholics at Butler who got me interested in the Butler Catholic community. Um, and so they, I was invited to, you know, whether it was mass on campus or like the men's group, um, there, I, I met a lot of great people who got me involved. And then I started to get, to go to those masses every Sunday on campus. Um, I went to, I was a regular at the men's groups, um, that, that were put on weekly. Um, and I kind of found myself fitting into that community really well and finding a home there, which was really, really great for me. And it, and I found myself taking ownership of my faith. Um, you know, I think that everyone has, you know, every, everyone who is like religious before they leave home and enter into college has a choice to make, you know, it's like, okay, do I want to, now that I'm away from my parents and I'm, I'm under that roof, like, do I want to continue with this faith? Do I want to continue doing the things that I used to do? Or do I not want to? Is it not really my thing? So you you have an opportunity to choose it for yourself or not. And so I, I did, and I like took ownership of it and um, kept staying involved. Um, and so that was really fruitful for me. I mean, I eventually ended up leading the men's group that I had been going to. I led it for two years. 
Uh, and then I <clears throat> became co-president of the Butler Catholic community for my last year, last two semesters at Butler. Um, and I got to like lead others in faith and then see others grow and be a mentor, uh, which was awesome and something I had never experienced before. And it really helped me to grow in my faith as well. Um, so I had a really positive experience at Butler, uh, especially in terms of my faith journey and how it how it allowed me to to mature in my faith for sure yeah yeah i love that i i relate to that a lot even just the idea of coming into college um looking for a place to like grow in your faith and by the end of it as you've grown throughout college being able to then build other people up that are coming in and needing growth and needing community and it's kind of this cool journey that happens in our walks with God, that he builds us up through the word and through other people. And then we get to share that with others. So um, I, I like how that was kind of a, an expression of your, of your journey was be, kind of being built into so that you can then build into other people too. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about, and, and this is obviously like we, we did a lot of this together. So it's really more of a, reflection time for us at this about this but how do you think being um a part of the cfv um was significant for you or maybe not significant for you what was challenging about it what was intriguing intriguing to you about being involved with the cfv throughout your semesters at Butler? um yeah tell me a little bit about that experience from your perspective yeah um, well, I think that it, it was significant. I mean, I think that the most significant um, element of me being a CFB scholar was honestly my freshman year uh, when we when the two of us were in uh, the the interfaith council together. Um, and that was I thought that that was very formative for me, actually. I think that that had a, a pretty big impact. I guess I can only speak for myself, at least on, on me. And uh you know, being in conversation every week with people from various backgrounds and diverse faiths or philosophies or whatever you want to call it, um, being in a room with all those different kinds of people uh, every week was awesome. Uh, I, it definitely put me a little bit out of my comfort zone, a little bit out of my bubble. Uh, I think that I, I hadn't really had much exposure to people of other faiths, at least not a, at a very deep level. Um, and so it was a great opportunity for me to, to do that. I mean, to like ex explore and learn like what other people believe and how it is different or similar to what I believe. Um, and so, you know, I thought that that was awesome. We did that for a full year. Uh, we had a lot of like really good fruitful conversations you know, just like after those meetings, like when you and I were able to put our heads together and say, okay, like, what did you think of that? What was your, you know, what, what is your response to this thing that we talked about? And, you know, the, just the fact that we were able to do that, I think speaks volumes about how um, sometimes profound those meetings could be um, and, and formative they could be. Uh, so I would say that, that that's one of my bigger takeaways was, was being on the council that year. For sure. Yeah, I would agree. I, it's kind of interesting actually to think about that because there were times when I left those meetings and we would have conversations while we were walking back to uh, 
our dorm. Walking back to you, you lived in Ross too, didn't you? Good old Ross Hall, yes, sir. Walking back, walking back to Ross, we were talking about what was going on in the meeting, and oftentimes I feel like I was like frustrated or just like trying to figure stuff out. But like that shows you that there was some really good stuff going on too, because I made us think. And uh, yeah, it, I almost wish that that was like something that continued longer than just those years that like that first year where there was more of a steady group of people that we met with throughout our time of college to talk about stuff like that because even in a year it felt really quick like you kind of started to get to know people understand what people thought about the world or about god or about good about evil like all these different things we talked about and then you just kind of stopped and uh did we did other things with the cfd and went to different events and had other different conversations and things like that but and did our podcast last semester mm-hmm. but like that was definitely the most um consistent conversational communal thing that we did with the cfd and with interfaith i think so yeah I would agree was probably the most significant at least thing yeah. that we did you know yeah, yeah, and I think that, you know, that that really definitely, it definitely did broaden my horizons of, um, I don't know, it, it gave me a space to, like, think about all of these things that I wouldn't usually think about on a daily basis in terms of questioning my faith or kind of challenging myself in that way, you know what I mean? Um, where it's like, you know, it, when you have what... You, what you have believed for the longest time and now all of a sudden you know you're confronted with all these other things that are like completely different from what you believe and it's like oh okay now what do i do with this you know and then so it it gave us a space i think to like process that and work through that and i at least for me like i came out of it stronger in my faith so i think i owe a lot to to that council yeah yeah are there specific things that you remember just being challenging to think about um through i mean either through the interfaith council or just through interfaith stuff at butler um i think the the thing that stands out most is the idea that uh you know christianity a a core tenet of christianity is that it is the truth um, and you already know I'm going with this. <laughs> I can see your face. Because um, we, because we, we've talked about it a lot. Um, and so I think that that is what was challenged the most. You know, I mean, I think we heard a lot of people talk about a lot of good things. You know, like ex, um, being uh, accepting and tolerant and very open to like various perspectives and ideologies and religions and uh, like obviously like that's great and I and I agree with all of that um but we were also like presented with a lot of ideas of like okay everyone maybe everyone is right you know like maybe everyone everyone is speaking the truth or their truth um and so I think that for us it was a little bit harder for us to accept that um, given what we've been taught, which is that like our religion is the true one. And so like that can come off very, <laughs> very uh, controversial, you know, or like 
confrontational even. Um, and like saying that isn't very, it seems harsh, um, but that's like what we've been taught and that's what our, our, our faith is. So that, that, that was definitely something that was uh, the most challenging for me at least. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that um, one of those first interfaith council meetings, we had some, there was some paper that was kind of passed around and it said like, how much do you support pluralism or we had to sign something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember just being like, I can't, like, I can't support this in good conscience. Like this idea of like everyone's, by my definition of it, people have different definitions of that word, but my definition of that pluralism of just like um, whatever you think is right because it's right for you. Um, kind of a relative truth mindset sort of thing. But I remember being like, I was like, I can't in good conscience sign it. Doesn't, it doesn't line up with what I believe. Um, I can't check yes on this box. Um, so I remember talking to Daniel Myers about it actually. Like I went and talked to him, I was like, I. I, I know that I'm here as an interfaith scholar, um, but my allegiance is not to interfaith. Like my allegiance is to the Bible and to what it says and what uh, God has said in the Bible and through the Bible. So, um, yeah. It's, in, it's an interesting thing. How do you think that you balance that, like being this supposed interfaith ambassador person or interfaith scholar and at the same time, like a strong, grounded believer in your own personal faith? Yeah, well, I mean, I'll start off by saying this. I mean, just the idea that we were presented with that idea, I think was was good for us in the end. I mean, because, you know, it allowed us to like wrestle with that and figure out where we stand on it and then we can kind of move forward and have grown in something and have learned something. So I think that it was great just that we were presented with it. I mean, I think that that's awesome. But uh, to answer your question, <clears throat> I think that what I, what I came away with it was just, you can have a, obviously you can have like a, a mutual respect and um, appreciation for other people and their different perspectives. Um, and so like, I just, and it's, and it's good to learn about those and I'm, I'm glad I was able to. So like, that's always what I took away from anything in our faith that we did was like, okay, I'm glad I'm learning <clears throat> about what other people believe. And I think it allows me to be more, um, open and accepting uh, of these other people and, and, you know, and not, <clears throat> I think that when you when you live in a vacuum and when you live in a bubble where you're always only exposed to the same things all the time, like that's when it it can become a dangerous game of like stereotyping or labeling people um, based on what you think that they are or what you think they believe. Um, but when you jump outside of that and you like meet these people and you know them as just like a cool, friendly, warm person who's great, and they're also Muslim. Like it, it, it changes things a little bit. And so, like I appreciated that about it. You know, like meeting people like Umer, you know, who was like a great guy and who was like very 
interesting to talk to, very intellectual. And he's like also Muslim. And it's it was great to like be kind of, I don't know, confronted with this just duality of, of who we are as people where like no one fits perfectly into like a box as badly as you wanna create order by doing that, <clears throat> by putting people into the categories you think they belong in. Like it's it's helpful to see that people have all different, there are so many different things that go into a person. Um, and so like, that's really what I gleaned from doing the interfaith things that we did. Um, and I think that honestly, it really did allow me to be stronger in my own faith. Um, because it's like, if I, if I know what other people believe, then like I'm more, and, and I, and, and that allows me to think about what I believe then like I'm more like solid in, in my foundation. Like I've learned more about my own faith by learning about the faith of others. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's really what I took away from it. Yeah. I, I like that you drew it back to you learn about people. Like really, I mean, thinking about Umer and, and other people like him, you kind of become friends. Faith is such a core piece of all of us, yeah. whether we admit it or not. And so yeah. uh, one reason I love talking about it with people is because it really reflects uh, where you, a lot often, not always, but like where you came from in terms of your family background, mm -hmm. like could, can reflect where you come from in the world and your culture um, reflects a lot about, you know, the way that your morals, your politics, your uh, values, the way you do family, like all of these things are so connected to faith. And yeah. so when you spend time talking to people about faith, you really get to know them in a special way that wouldn't be true otherwise. So, yeah, yeah I love that. It's like, you can completely disagree about, <laughs> about what you're talking about in terms of a faith topic. Um, and still really enjoy it because you're becoming better friends with someone and we're relational people. And we love building relationships and friendships with others. So, um, yeah, it's neat that I think that's something we probably need to learn. <laughs> like more people need to understand and I need to understand more fully too, honestly, is that like you can completely be friends with someone and disagree with them at the same time. That disagreement isn't a hostile act. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's pro that's a huge lesson. I think we tried to talk about that a lot on campus, honestly, and we did that little event where we mm -hmm. talked about how to disagree um, down yeah. in the university center. That one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was like, just about to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we had a lot of conversations about the meaningfulness of those hard conversations. Um, and yeah, so I appreciated the the way the CFV gave us a space to do that too, and how we were able to put together a little event that was allowed people to do that with each other. And like even at that event, I I learned a lot about the people that I spoke with and heard a lot of things that like I disagreed with at a very core level, but still like just the idea that I sat there and listened and like nodded my head and smiled and like took absorbed it and truly listened to it um just I think is more than most people are willing to do now nowadays so like just the idea just to show people that that's possible that you can have two people with like on opposite ends of a spectrum and you can 
still like be civil and listen to each other i think yeah i think that that was uh, that's why i really enjoyed our the event that we put on that one time so yeah, yeah. and we threw some hard we did some scenarios and that that were pretty hardcore Con like, pretty controversial like, yeah like abortion related mm -hmm. lgbtq things which is always an interesting conversation in faith worlds um whether we like that or not you know it is yeah. uh just ideas of like people coming and speaking in campus on things you disagree with and what we should do about that. And so it's probably having more of those would be very valuable for people in the world, because like you said, just on the idea of being in a bubble, we kind of, I think in faith and beyond faith, because it's connected to everything, but we really put ourselves often in these echo chambers of talking to people that we agree with. And when we then run into someone that we disagree with, it's really hard to respond well because we haven't had any practice. We don't know what to do with that. And yeah. off, I mean, sometimes people can have ill intent in things that they're doing, but like in disagreements, often it's not coming from this place of like hatred for one another. Like you're not disagreeing because no. you hate, hate someone. It's because you have a different value. Like you have a different core value. So like learning to understand that core values can be different and that's kind of where disagreement comes from. And it's important to explore those as people together and learn more about each other and learn more about humanity as a whole. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, what were you gonna say? Well, I was just gonna say, I mean, I think that you're right. I think that when you have those like difficult sometimes emotional conversations, I, yeah, I don't think a lot of the time it comes from a place of hate. It comes from a place of um, when someone feels like their beliefs are like being attacked or threatened. I think people like immediately want to get on the defensive because it's like, if you're, if you are like kind of throwing these um, kind of, I, I don't know what you would call them, these like oppositions to like my core foundation, like th that can be very upsetting for people, you know? And like, that can be a hard thing to like cope with in the moment, you know? Cause you, cause that's like, you've built your identity on this thing. And if someone comes along and says, oh, I don't think that that's true or I don't think that that's right. Like the immediate reaction is to get emotional because that's like very uncomfortable. Um, to have to like consider that but I think that it's fruitful for sure um, which is why yeah I'm glad that we did things like that yeah um just kind of uh, switching gears a little bit kind of away from interfaith um in your time at Butler through stuff that you did with BCC um what do you think was, what do you think that you learned about God that was really significant and meaningful for you? Um, yeah, I know that's a yeah. good question. <laughs> well, yeah, it definitely is, but it's a good one. Um, well, I, I think for me, my personal journey is just one of since I was a kid, I think I've always 
imagined that God was somewhere very far away that was very hard for me to reach and that he was someone that I reported to and someone who was judging me not necessarily like we give a that word a connotation that it's like extremely negative and I don't think it is um I was like you know he's a judge um at least in 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 one aspect of who God is and so I saw him a lot as that you know as like the judge or the 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 figure of authority um, and so my personal journey, and I'm still working on this, you know, I still haven't figured this out or gotten to this place, but I'm working on moving towards perceiving him as a friend and a confidant, you know, someone that you can have a very like real personal relationship and even friendship with. Um, that's been a hard thing for me to wrap my brain around. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, yeah, and I, and I don't, I, I can't say for sure where that stems from. I'm not sure if I'm just a person who is very, <clears throat> responds well to hierarchy and structure. And so that's why I place myself below God. And because he's like the ultimate good and the ultimate, you know, I, I, I put God on this pedestal. And so naturally I'm underneath him. But what that does, maybe in my brain, that, that makes him yeah, harder to reach. Um, and so I've, I've definitely spent a lot of time thinking about how I can rewire my brain a little bit and, and change my habits, change my, my prayers, you know, even just like how I say them, how I approach them, um, how I approach my worship um, and, and kind of molding that a little differently so that I can have more of a friendship with God because that's what we're meant to have with him. Um, so, you know, college definitely helped, helped me to realize that that's not only is that possible, but like, that's preferable. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's just nice to, to know a lot of people, a lot of Catholics who have that or are striving towards that and to say, okay, yeah, I'd like to get on board with this. And I'd like to talk about it and, and you to tell me how you do that. And so maybe I can change my, my perspective too, a little bit. Um, so like, that's been really important for me uh, at, at Butler for sure. Yeah, um, you kind of, you touched on it right there at the end. I was gonna follow up. That's something that's em emphasized a lot in non-denominational uh, Christian yeah. churches. Yep. And so I was just curious, like, is that something that you think is talked about much in the Catholic church? Is it really, it, maybe it really depends on the church community that you're part of. Um, but just like what has your experience been with that, like growing up and how do you think? Yeah, just tell me more about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that it, it, it definitely is. It can be different for every Catholic, you know, I mean, I think that it does have something to do with your specific church community or your specific family, like your specific home life. Um, like maybe that was something that your parents always emphasized to you that like God is your pal, your buddy, your friend. You can talk to him with whatever you want, like. A lot of Catholics are raised in that. And so they have that. Um, so, you know, it all starts in the home. Um, but, uh, but I think that, yeah, for a lot of, I think a lot of Catholics go through what I'm going through um, because I think that just there is this, 
very foundational aspect of Catholicism, which is that it's rooted in, in structure and in like the high and in hierarchy a little bit, you know, and um, so, I, you know, that I guess that 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 kind of travels down to like the very individual level of just a person in their relationship with God. You know, if you're um, if you're if you're taught a lot that that we we exist in or the church exists in in a hierarchy then like maybe you tend to do that more with with you tend to do that with god too um where you where you place him far above you i mean i you know like just the idea of like the pope um you know a lot of people like since he's <laughs> the the don't quote me on this like what <laughs> the top of the food chain let's say like a lot of people would say oh he's like this far off entity that like i will never meet or reach or have any kind of relationship with. And so people do the same thing with God, you know, um, at least Catholics can fall into that pitfall. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure it's even deeper than that, but I think that, that that's, that's something that I think a lot of Catholics do have to go through that process. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a hard thing to, to think about, I, I would have to like reflect on a lot of my experiences when I was, when I was a kid and um, because, you know, it all, you're formed a lot then, you know, in those sacraments and those like religious ed classes or Sunday school, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I'm sure it has something to do with the way that I was taught when I was, when I was younger too. Um, but yeah, it's different for everyone. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. It's even as, formation by through being in the church for a long time and reading the Bible and doing Bible study, like things, the way you do things really changes you grow up or, I mean, base, base stuff stays the same, obviously, but there's like different changes in the way that you approach God and different things like that. I've, I've actually this semester started going to a, uh, a Baptist church, which is definitely way more traditional than, um, churches that I've, I went to growing up. Yeah, uh, it out. yeah. Yeah. And it's like the things that are said there really aren't any, in the end, aren't really that different. Um, there's little differences of certain small things here and there that really aren't that significant to the overall picture of what the Bible is about and what Christianity is about. But um, yeah, I just saw, I think, sometimes in the Protestant, just non-denominational, whatever, just all of this other branch of Christianity um, outside of Catholicism and Orthodox Christianity, it's sometimes there's just way too much emphasis on personal relationship and like zero conversation about, uh, you know, things like sacraments or um, creeds you know, things like that, that we have in the Christian faith and no one talks about them. So I've, I've just kind of started, I've started this semester the last few months have been going to a Baptist church, which is way more traditional and loved it. And, uh, feel like I've grown a lot and learned a lot yeah. in the tradition that's there because, um, yeah, there's a lot of good in the tradition. There's a lot of good in the um emphasis on personal relationship both hold a lot of truth in them and 
yeah, it's just part of the journey of trying to follow God to the best of our ability through the power of the Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, wanting to know him, like that's like the bottom line is like is, as long when our heart is to know him, then we use the traditions and the um, creeds and the sacraments to know him more, not just out of our own patterns, like when we're using them to know him more, when we focus on relationships because we want to know him more. Um, so I've, I've definitely been learning about that this semester too, almost on a flip side of what you've had, but the same idea, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that w what you're describing is, like, th I think that's why there's so much to be gained by conversations that you and I have as, um, as like a Protestant or a non-denominational Christian talking to a Catholic, like, there are so many things that we can learn from each other that can help us to become better in our own faiths, you know, like, neither of us are, are like trying to like convert one another to like our denomination, but like us having the conversations that we have had and, and talking about our experiences, like can help us to be better in what we believe, you know, mm. um, which is on a base level, the same thing, but the way that we do it is different. And so there's like something to be gained by learning what, how another, um, how another person like, does what they do and how they worship and how they pray, you know, like that, that's, it's a cool thing to, to learn about. And I think that we can gain something from that. Yeah. Yeah. I fully agree. Yeah. Um, as you kind of look forward to whatever's coming next in life, and I know there's kind of a lot of still figuring out what that looks like, but um, just picturing, you know, these next years, how do you think that these lessons that you've learned, you know, in your own personal walk with God in um, just interfaith, the importance of being involved in talking to people that are not the same as you, being, stepping outside of your bubble, um, like how do you see those things being important or ways that you can pursue them in the future if you've thought about it or considered what that could look like in these next years? Hmm. Well, I think that I, I think it has a, a lot to do with just how I'm approaching individual people. You know, I think that in, in the world, you know, like when we're removed from a college campus, like we're going to be meeting all different kinds of people um, from like all different walks of life. Uh, and so I think that having some experience in like interfaith activities and conversations like gives me a jumping off point when I meet people that are like totally different from me and have diff differing opinions or perspectives. Um, so I think that I can just take what I've learned into those kinds of relationships that I will have in the future. Um, Cause you know, we should be finding a way to get along with everyone <laughs> in, in some at some basic human level, you know, I think that so in, an in an increasingly polarizing world, I think that we need people who are going to look at everyone as first like an individual human being that has like an innumerable amount of things that makes them unique. And so like, I think it's just been nice coming from, from an interfaith perspective of like, let me just get to know this person on a human level before I 
give them all of these attributes based on the whatever label I want to give to them, you know? So I think that like just that's the biggest takeaway for me. Yeah, definitely. I like how natural that feels. Like it's not this thing that you're trying to force to be a part of your life. It's um, as I continue to go through whatever I'm doing and the people that I meet, what does it look like then for me to be someone that has good conversations with them, that values them as human beings? Um, it's not this like, yeah, we don't, we don't have to create some crazy plan to try to continue this thing. It's what does it look like to just naturally do it in the way that we live life and the, the places that we are, the people we're with. So I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I just look at it as more of just like a person to person basis. You know, I mean, I think it would be easy for me to say, oh, this person is Muslim. So therefore they are like this and this and believe this and this and this. And so I don't need to really know that much more about them or this person is Jewish. So therefore they are like this or believe this. And I don't have to have a very in-depth conversation with them or relationship with them because I, I think I already know what they're going to be like or what they're going to believe. But I don't know. I, I think it's more meaningful to do the hard thing of like, I'm going to have a conversation with you anyway and um, get to know you and try to have a relationship with you and see it is who you actually are. Um, and maybe you are going to be those things that I thought, and but maybe you, you're not, and it's worth finding that out. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's wrap up here. I, if you have any further thoughts on, or just kind of closing things, I'd love to hear them. But um, yeah, I really appreciate you joining the podcast and sharing your thoughts and just being able to reflect together, especially as college kind of comes to an end for me too. Just this has been a, a cool piece of my college experience that's been around, you know, during these years and um, a good place of learning. And you've been a big piece of that. So I appreciate you joining and talking about it today. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me on. And I think that what you're doing is is worthwhile too. Obviously, I mean, like reflecting on things is, is, is so important because what our faith has looked like on a college campus could be vastly different when we graduate and enter into whatever it is that we enter into in the next phase of our lives, like chances are, it's going to be different. You know, you're going to be removed from the community that you've gotten to know so well over the past four years. And you're going to have to like decide where to go from there and make decisions accordingly. And, you know, your, your faith might, might be different in a year or two from now. Uh, so it's important to like look back and, reflect on how you've grown and where you're at, you know, and so that you can take stock of that as you move into the next stage. Um, yeah. So I think that what, what you're doing is, is really good and we're in worthwhile and um, people can, can take note of that and learn from that for sure. So appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it too. Again, a big thank you to Dante. That was a great way for me to wrap up thinking about interactions with the CFV and the experiences that I've had through the Center of Faith and Vocation during my four years at Butler. Dante and I got to do a lot of cool things together. And I think that through that conversation, my hope is that you see how 
one valuable it is to be grounded in your beliefs and yet have the ability to approach others and learn about them. Um, faith is something that's so central to every single person. Whether we think it or not, there are deep impacts in our life and in our culture, in our approach to things in the world that stem from our faith, our religion, um, our secular standpoint, whatever it is that we believe. So the CFB has, CFV has been huge for me during my time at Butler and just being able to interact with people of different beliefs. I think Dante said it at one point, it's really easy to get stuck kind of in our bubble and um, interact with people that think the same as us and not really take time to step outside of that and inter interact with others, um, both to learn and to share. So the, the CFV, the Interfaith Council, different events that I've gotten to go to, been great ways to interact with people of other faiths and learn. So I really just want to take a second to even thank them. Thank Daniel, Ma Daniel Myers and Brent Hagee and other people that have been um, involved in my growth as someone interacting with people of other faiths. Um, thank you for joining this episode. Uh, join me again next time as I reflect more on different experiences uh, during my time at Butler.